0: Welcome to the Mom-enomics podcast. I am your host, Booth Parker, mom, wife, certified public accountant. I am passionate about all things family, home, and finance. This week on the podcast, I'm changing gears a little bit and we are talking taxes. And I know taxes can be quite boring, so I'm going to do my best to make this short, sweet, but also informative. Since we are now officially in tax season, I thought it would be a good time to focus on some tax topics. So today we're going to look at the standard deduction versus the itemized deductions. In 2018, the standard deduction amount drastically increased following the 2017 tax cuts and jobs act. And this increase greatly helped people that did not itemize before. However, Many people that did itemize before now found that the standard deduction was more beneficial and they were no longer filing itemized deductions. So we are going to take a look at the difference in the two, some things that are eligible for itemized deductions, and ways to maximize your deductions and thus minimize your tax liability. That's the goal, right? Minimize that tax liability so when you are filing your taxes that form 1040 you basically add up all of your income w-2 wages dividends self-employment income all of those things you add them up to get your total income and then you subtract either the standard deduction or your itemized deductions to arrive at your taxable income so the bigger that deduction the lower your taxable income and thus the lower your actual tax liability. For the 2022 filing year, that standard deduction, 12950 for single, $25,900 for married filing jointly, and then in 23, those figures increased to $13,850 and $27,700 respectively. The thing is, most people do not have enough itemized deductions for them to total more than the standard deduction. So therefore, the standard deduction is more advantageous. But you want to make sure you aren't leaving any itemized deductions on the table. So what are some expenses that are eligible to claim as an itemized deduction? Medical and dental expenses can be a big one. If you pay for your health insurance yourself out of pocket, Um, then you can claim your premium payments. If you have a high deductible um, health insurance plan, then you may be spending a lot out of pocket. Maybe you have high co-pays. A lot of people don't have dental insurance these days and they pay all of that out of pocket. So these expenses qualify for an itemized deduction. State and local income taxes, your property taxes, Uh, personal property taxes, all of these things can be itemized. Mortgage interest is a big one, and most people know about that one. Home equity loans and lines of credit can also be an itemized deduction as long as you use those funds for a home improvement type project. You can't take out a home equity line of credit, use the funds for a vacation, and also be able to claim the interest as an itemized deduction. Wouldn't that be great if we could? And then charitable contributions are also another common one. These can include gifts by cash or check, but they can also include other contributions. Donating an old car, washing machine, refrigerator, something like that. So this is why you always want to get a receipt when you donate items and have the receipt state the value of the item. And if you have suffered a loss due to a federally declared disaster, your loss can be claimed as an itemized deduction. So Hurricane Ian this past year is a great example of the type of disaster that would create um, a loss that you could claim here. And I do want to note that many of the itemized deductions are subject to things like some income limits, some percentages of your income. So if you are planning to itemize, you want to make sure your deductions are allowed within those parameters. But what should you do if your itemized deductions are almost as much as the standard deduction? You're incurring all of these expenses, mortgage interest, property taxes, charitable contributions, and you feel like you aren't able to take full advantage of those expenses because they don't quite add up to as much as the standard deduction. For example, say you have $8,000 of mortgage interest, $4,000 in property taxes, $5,000 in state and local income taxes, and $7,500 in charitable uh, donations. That totals 24500 just a bit under the standard deduction of 25900 So in this case, you would take the standard deduction because it gives you more benefit, but none of those eligible itemized deductions are giving you a benefit in this situation. So is there a way to use those qualifying expenses? bunching your itemized deductions may be a strategy that can work for you. You basically itemize every other year and then you take the standard deduction in the years you don't itemize. Let me show you how this works. So charitable contributions, property taxes, and medical expenses are the most common ones that people bunch Um, But if you pay estimated state and local taxes, maybe you're self-employed, then you can use that as well. So basically, what you are doing is paying two years worth of expenses in one year. In our example just a minute ago, the couple was giving $7,500 in charitable contributions. Say that it was normal for them to do that every year on December 31st. If they wanted to bunch their itemized deductions, then this is what they would do. For the year 2022, instead of making that $7,500 donation on December 31st, 2022, they make it on January 1st of 2023. And then they make it again on December 31st, 2023. So in In 2022, they don't have charitable contributions, but in 2023, they have $15,000 worth of charitable contributions. By making that donation one day later, you are not affecting your personal cash flow nor the cash flow of that receiving charity, but you are affecting your total itemized deductions. Most municipalities give a grace period until January 31st for paying property taxes. Using our same couple, say they pay their 2022 property taxes of $4,000 in January of 23, and then they pay their 23 property taxes in December of 23. They now have $8,000 in property taxes to itemize. And what about those medical expenses? If you know you are going to have a large expense and you have the flexibility to time it, then plan accordingly. For example, I have a high deductible health insurance plan. A few years ago, I needed surgery and I knew it would get kicked to that deductible first and that we would have roughly a $7,500 out-of-pocket expense. Scheduling that surgery in a bunching year would help take advantage of that expense. So let's take a look at how the numbers shake out. Assume the couple we mentioned above are married filing jointly and have $100,000 in total income. In 22, their itemized deductions totaled $24,500. So they took that standard deduction of $25,900, which created a tax liability of $8,481. In 23, they again have $100,000 in total income. Their itemized deductions are still slightly less than the standard deduction, which is now $27,700. So they again take that standard deduction, tax liability, $8,236, for a total two-year tax liability of $16,717. Now, Let's say they decide to take the standard deduction in 22 and bunch their itemized deductions in 23. The 22 tax liability would still be $8,481. Their itemized deductions for 23 would be $8,000 of mortgage interest, $8,000 in property taxes, because remember they paid $4,000 for 22 in January of 23, and then they paid 23's December of 23. They still have the $5,000 in state and local income taxes, and they now have $15,000 in charitable contributions because they made their payments in January 23 for their 22 giving, and again in December 23 for their 23 giving. Total itemized deductions are now $36,000. Their 23 tax liability would be $7,240, giving a two-year tax liability of $15,721. So they would save $1,000 just by changing the date of their property tax and charitable contribution payments. So I don't know about you, but I like to save $1,000. Since it's now February of 23, we can't go back and change 22 at this point. But if you have been taking the standard deduction because your itemized deductions were slightly less, then you may want to look at holding your 23 payments into January 24 on eligible expenses and take the standard deduction in 23 and then plan to bunch your itemized deductions in 24. I'm always game for saving, so especially in taxes, right? So I know these numbers... Maybe a little easier to see rather than hear. So I have linked the blog post in the show notes if you want to go back and and look at them and follow them that way. Also, be sure to consult your own tax advisor if you have any questions about your own personal situation. Everyone's is different. Uh, And remember, all content on this podcast is educational in nature and is not considered financial advice. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to having you tune in next week. It's going to be a great topic for families.